0: Geek Top 5, Quarantine Edition.
1: Yay! There was time now. There was
2: was all the time I needed.
0: Geek Top 5. I'm Jesse. I'm Graham. And we have a crowded virtual studio here today. Um, we have, well, you've already seen the title of the episode, but I'm going to hype it up a little bit anyway. We've got a doozy of a subject, and unlike a lot of geek things, this isn't, uh, Graham and I aren't experts on this one, so we thought we would invite in some subject matter experts. Yeah,
2: this week we have with us, I'm going to go in order of where they are in our in our virtual environment, we have Stella. Do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Uh, I'm Stella. I'm a Dean girl. That's really all you need to know.
2: All <laughs> uh, right, and uh, then we've got Zinny.
3: Hey, I'm a Dean girl as well.
2: <laughs> Zinny definitely a returning favorite, and uh, all, another returning favorite, we have Sanali.
3: Hi, everyone.
4: I'm actually a Sam girl.
2: Uh, Jesse. Hey, what hey, kind hey. of...
4: <laughs> <The> two brothers.
0: <laughs> what kind of girl are you? I mean, Felicia Day is in this, right? So like <laughs> yeah, I, I can lean yeah, in that yeah, direction. Yeah. Charlie?
1: You're Charlie girl? That's right. Really?
0: <laughs> I'm a cast girl.
4: Oh, oh, I can see that. Good that choice. makes so much sense now, Grant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, we are not talking about some obscure 90s pop band you haven't heard of. Today we are talking about the CW's Supernatural. An American horror light Horror, comedy, drama, I suppose.
4: Nothing light about the horror. (laughs) Nothing. I don't know. No, don't get me started already.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, this, This extremely popular television show that ran for 15 seasons and has just recently wrapped up. Uh, started in 2005, I believe, chronicling the adventures of Sam and Dean Winchester as they sort of modern-day cowboy their way through every, like, mythological monster and evil spirit and movie creature you've ever heard of. All of the Celestials. Right, right. All of which turn out to be part of a very complicated and plot-intensive what drama, I guess I keep, I keep I hesitate to use the word so much, but drama between heaven and hell with our stars trapped in the middle. Um, and you three have watched all 15 seasons several times, I think. Is that safe to say?
1: i mm, I've watched the early seasons several times, I would say. I'm
3: going to say a couple. I've watched several seasons several times. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's reasonable.
1: I attended a Supernatural convention and took photos. Oh, with, we went to that uh, one together. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It was a good
0: so. one. Case in point, we've brought in the right people. So uh, each of these three have brought in their top five lists of the top five seasons of Supernatural, uh, which is going to be a hell of a showdown, I imagine, as we get towards the end. There's a lot to go through. Uh, So what we're going to do, we're going to do our usual dueling list style where we're going to go from one person to the next. We're going to start at your number fives and move up to your number ones. Uh, If there is overlap, if you've picked something and someone else also has it on their list, uh, we're going to take a pass until we get to the point where it's the highest on the list. So if when Graham and I are doing this, for instance, if my favorite season was season uh, five, And I had that at my number, let's say I had season five at number three and Graham had season five at number two. We would wait to get to his number two before we would discuss it. And I would explain to him why he was wrong to have it higher than (laughs) So we will sort of play it by ear as it goes, but uh, let's get into it. Let's hear about these seasons. Let's hear about what makes Supernatural such a great show. And I think by acclamation, we decided before recording, we decided that Zinni was going to go first.
3: That's that's what's happening. Yeah, we, okay, we put a so-
2: stake on the ground and spun it, and it ended <laughs> up pointing at Zinni. <laughs> that's
3: right. Okay, I'm going to pour the salt out on across the door. Now. <laughs> Um, yes. Okay. So first of all, I just wanted to say that with 15 seasons, picking 5 was not easy. Um, but my number 5 is season 3.
4: I have that oh. one higher up on my list. Sonali. I don't have season 3.
3: <gasps> my goodness. Candle. Okay. All so right.
4: So
2: now okay. we
4: wait, right?
2: Yes. Now we'll go to Sonali. What's your uh season your number 5?
4: So my number five is actually season 14.
2: Does anyone have 14? Not on my
4: list. Not on my list at all. Okay. So, um, as was mentioned, um, there are 15 freaking seasons to this show. (laughs) Uh, probably one of the longest running, uh, I think it was probably one of the longest running shows, um, out there, um.
0: Well, in terms of its genre, yes. In terms of sci-fi, fantasy, probably fantasy. I mean, it doesn't beat *The Young and the Restless* or *General Hospital*, (laughs) right? Or *The Simpsons*. Sure,
4: genre-based. Or or *Gunsmoke*. I mean, it has had uh, a longevity that one does not really expect from you know something like what it is, and a lot of people. Yeah, and a lot of people. I don't think you you can. It's hard to peg as well because it has changed over fifteen seasons a lot. So. The reason I picked season 14 is because it's, it's sort of um, in between the larger picture of what Supernatural and the story of Sam and Dean Winchester represents. Um, in the season before, um, they have to contend with uh, a Nephilim, meaning half angel, half human, named Jack, um, who is actually the son of Lucifer. Um, And following from that season into this one, uh, it's also the beginning of the end. Um, Because I think by this point, they knew that it was going, uh, Supernatural Rather was going to be coming to an end. Um, So a lot of things kind of started snowballing towards that and There was a lot of um, characters that came back and a lot of sort of development for certain characters that I was quite fascinated to watch. And one of the biggest things for me for season 14 was uh, Nick, who is the vessel of Lucifer, his arc in there, um, trying to figure out who he is without Lucifer. And it's quite a disturbing journey that we go over the course of that season with him, anytime he kind of pops up. Mark Pellegrino has done a fantastic job, I think, of representing Lucifer's character. And it's such a different um, representation. I mean, I guess more traditional in a way than let's say um, Netflix's Lucifer now with uh, Tom Ellis. Um, And it's really interesting to me, like trying to compare and contrast the two um, characters that way too. So going back to Lucifer from Supernatural, obviously, Um, it's that character has throughout the series been a very consistently good um, portrayal. Uh, And it's just watching the vessel kind of also, there's a sense of destiny that I got from it, which is ultimately a major theme of the entire series.
3: It also, that that season also has the best... Finale
4: episode. Yes, I was gonna say that. Like the beginning of the end, like that was. I was like, when that happened, the the last episode of that, I was like, okay, (laughs) they know what they're doing.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I think. I mean, the the original tagline for the show was "Spoiler alert." We don't bother to say it anymore. But I think at this point, it's okay. I think we're going to be spoiling these things for people. So, folks, on the off chance you like Supernatural, but you haven't finished it, plug your ears. Otherwise, uh, tell me about this ending. Tell me what the beginning of the end is. What's going on here?
4: I mean, there's a lot of information you need to kind of accumulate over the seasons for this. But right. essentially, um, the character of, of God um, here has is a, is a writer. And he's been writing... Uh, Sam and Dean Winchester's story in many different um, ways with many different endings, many different paths. Uh, Basically, this is where the multiverse kind of comes into the show. Um, So there are all these worlds where either Sam and Dean exist or um, they ended up uh, having the ultimate apocalyptic fight between Lucifer and um, Michael, the archangels. Um, So With this particular version, like God basically says, you know what, the story of these two Sam, uh, these two Winchesters um, on this planet is his favorite, Uh, but they refuse to bow to his story writing needs, I guess, and that turns God against them. And so he begins to destroy the world. And worlds, I guess, would be more appropriate because that's the thing that happens. Yeah, he just decides
3: that's it. This earth is done.
0: So a bit of a temper tantrum from mm-hmm. the guy upstairs.
4: Right. And then, again, that's another one of those things. It, it's a long haul show, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can't just say, like, in this one season it, it's happening because there have been hints and there's buildup and there's, you know character changes and they're vulnerable and they're strong and they're jerks and they're nice. And it's, it's all sort of built up over time. So now we're kind of seeing, you know, the side of God and it's like, well, was it always there? Um, I kind of feel it is. And I'm going to go into that with my number four as well, to be honest. Can
3: I also add what he does in the end, God, where he tells um, Sam and Dean to, to kill Jack and right. they refuse, mm-hmm. and he kills him. And Jack is, really, I felt, a beloved character.
2: I mean, it's not unprecedented for the show to kill beloved characters.
3: But for God to do it. Ah. Well, for, out of spite. Like, it was just so, just it was so awful. <laughs> it was just so awful.
2: <laughs> Who's Jack Robert. again? What's the deal with him? That was
4: the Nephilim. He was uh, uh, the son of Lucifer with uh, a human. Um, and he's he and ended he up essentially through season 13 to 14 becoming like an adoptive son for um, Castiel the Angel and, and Sam and Dean Winchester like that. Yeah, that's so it the was, family a, it was portrayal. a
1: big deal to them. Like it was it was a, a heart wrenching moment for them.
3: Yeah. Because they'd already lost so much over 14 seasons so many people this show is really good at killing off people that, especially female characters right but and that then said, bringing them back <laughs> yeah exactly I that think the said, female ones get brought back a lot they only bring back the male characters yeah. that is not Very absolutely true. not true because that's exactly what
4: i'm going to say here because because <laughs> it's true because they realized i think like 14 i think that announced by 14 that the 15th season was going to be the last right so they exactly. were going into it knowing that and they brought back well charlie and then pamela um who was in earlier seasons and she uh, she was one of my favorite characters as well just uh, somebody with enough. After they burnt her eyes out. Yes, enough sass <laughs> and and um, you know strength to kind of stand up to the guys for herself as well. But yeah, there was a lot of sort of comebacks, and uh, this season also had the um, episode, the 300th episode, which brought together all the Winchesters, John and Mary and Sam and Dean together, yeah. um, and that right. was also a very. You know, it was like Brilliant. it's the beginning of the end, but yes, it's it's bittersweet, but it's perfect in in what it gave us too. I think. Um, so just just having little bits of sort of that the um, nostalgia as well as uh, reminiscence was it was nice. And I mean, Mary Winchester had been there for a few seasons as well, so she actually um, dies in this season. She dies again, of course, like you said, female characters coming back and dying, <laughs> but she's also a very, um, you know, strong female character. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about her, I think, later on, too, because that yeah. that becomes relevant as well. Mm.
0: So we probably should move on, but really quickly before we do. I mean, that sounds pretty epic, but you're the only one who had it on your list. Is anything quick from Zinni and Stella? Is there anything about this season that sort of turned you off of it? Or is it just that others are even better?
1: There are just so many epic seasons. Like pretty much every season has a very epic ending. And I just (laughs) had more affection for some of the other ones. I usually pick which seasons are my favorite based on what like very memorable episodes are in there. And I just didn't have that from season 14.
3: Yes, exactly. The only thing that really stuck in my mind for 14 was the finale. Mm
4: -hmm. I'm hurt, guys. I'm so hurt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will not like some
1: of our choices as well, Sonali.
4: Oh my god, dude! It was so hard for me. I was literally like, for days, I was going through the list, going, "Oh my god!" But what about this one? But that one? Oh no! <sighs>
2: okay, Stella, what's your number five?
1: My number five is season two. I don't so have. I it. had
3: that one up. Oh. Okay, so we skip it.
2: Well, if we're going to number four and Zinni's first, we're talking about season two now.
3: Woo-hoo! Right, Zinni? Okay, so am I doing season two or is Stella doing season two? You're Dealer's
2: <laughs> choice. Who who wants to you take it? You go
1: ahead and start it and then I, I, can, okay. I can jump in.
3: Okay, so the only reason I didn't have season one instead of season two is because, see, like any first season of most shows I've loved, the first seasons are always fairly uneven. But I found with season two, everything gelled. And this season follows um, the, what happens in the end of season one or the beginning of season two is Sam and Dean's father, he trades his life for his son's life. And this um, follows through with the, the whole theme of the entire series, which is the love of family and, and loyalty and, and the relationship between the, the uh, brothers it also continues with the hunt for the demon um, Azazel, who was um, responsible for the death of Sam's girlfriend and for Mary Winchester. And it follows; it it sort of brings the the um, series into a path where you see where it's actually going, and you get to meet all of these new allies that the they have as hunters: in um, Ellen and Joe and Ash, and and the bar where they all the hunters meet. And the reason I really like this is because I like shows that start from one point and then it all wraps up and it all makes sense at the end. And I think that's what they did here, where we find out what, why Sam was chosen by this demon in Azazel. And they had amazing guest stars. In this one season, they had Linda Blair. They had Amber Benson from uh, Buffy. They had Trisha Helfer. They had Summer Glau. And they had Sterling K. Brown as a hunter. And and I just loved all of these guest stars. Um, and the season finale seemed to wrap up the storyline that was started at the beginning of the series and it opened up all of these other storylines. And it really grabbed my interest and I couldn't wait to, to find, like to watch the next season. Whereas after the first season, it was okay, it's a horror show. Yeah, that's kind of okay. Um, so th- I like the way they have the full story um, from beginning to end. Even though you find out later it actually continues, but you think it's crap. Is that a little confusing?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Zinni, did you start watching from day one on TV?
3: I started watching, uh, no, as it was streaming. I was a latecomer. Okay. No one could convince me to watch (laughs) the show because it's horror. I hate (laughs) horror. And my friends insisted get through the first season. Because it's less horrifying and much more dramatic and suspenseful after the first season. And it's true. I found the first season to be terrifying.
2: Huh. Interesting. I also find it gets funnier. Like it's Mm -hmm. it's, that helps hook the show too. Cause especially Jensen Ackles is a really good comedic actor. Yes. Okay. So Stella, what's your, what are your thoughts on season two?
1: I agree. It's where the show really started to find its footing. It expanded the role for Bobby, who we all love, obviously, Um, But I I did find, like, my favorite episodes are usually the funny episodes, and that's kind of where they, like, really started to come into play. There was a good one um, that introduced the character of the trickster, uh, or Gabriel, Mm -hmm. who does a lot of, like, the best funny episodes in the seasons to come. And, like, it wasn't a major episode The the boys were like bringing Bobby up to speed on a case and they were each telling their story kind of differently which added like a comedic vibe to it um that I I just really enjoyed like after the first season which was you know a little shaky and the season really showed like I I didn't start in chronological order but you know once I got to the back to the first season I was like eh I'm not sure but season two really like you know made you want to keep watching Mm -hmm. Um, but there's also, you know, it starts a lot of things that will continue on in the future. Uh, it's, uh, in the finale, it's the first time one of the boys dies. I mean, one of many times (laughs) 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 they die a lot. Yeah. But it was, but it was the first time and you were just like, Oh, and, uh, you know, they introduced, uh, some alternate reality episodes, like, uh, Dean goes into this alternate reality where his mom and his dad are alive and life is so normal. And then he has to like choose to pull himself out of that world that's like so nice and so
3: perfect and like oh, he was exactly what he wants.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Except that they showed him what the world would have been without yeah. him there to protect them as yeah, a hunter. It does. Yeah. It showed
1: that he everything that so, Sam and Dean had done in season one. All the people they had saved had actually died because there was no one to save them.
2: So it's a it's a wonderful life, except it's a yes. horrible life.
3: Yes, kind of. The, oh, the other thing I forgot to add was about the Colt. Yes, I really loved that that whole idea of this is a one special gun that was made that can kill almost any of these supernatural creatures. Mm-hmm. And right at the beginning of the season, John, the, the dad, John gives ha- trades the Colt to the demon Azazel. And his soul in exchange for Dean's life. But there's more method to his madness. Because at the end, we see that Azazel actually needs that gun to open the portal to hell and let out all of the demons. (laughs) So everything just sort of ties in all together. It's another one of those.
2: It's so relatable, too. Yeah, Uh, right? We've all been
0: there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wanting to open the hell gates? I mean, a a
0: lot.
4: that's true, too. (laughs)
0: a magic gun that's so american that's just
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well they are the winchesters it's kind of another yeah. thing. It's, it's written in there isn't
2: it
4: yeah. i want to say though i mean it it can kill i think super strong creatures obviously not god because you know then it would be like they, well they tried that but no, that's why well, and, 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 and i'm so sure that's the thing. like because having this many seasons it's like yes you've brought up something earlier on and you're like oh why wouldn't that work and then they have to come up with an explanation for that now just to keep the continuity and sort of the story kind of going so it does happen over time that it becomes a little convoluted or complicated and it's i'm
2: sure i'm sure in season two no one was like and they're gonna have to kill god at some point right
4: you don't know you don't know <laughs> well so the, just going back to what we were talking about before in terms of the show so m- myself and my sister actually started watching it together it was our, our thing to do um just a tv show that we could like hang out and, and watch together so we've been watching since um it uh, started to air in 2005. Um, And as life happened, we kind of fell off it, but we were also like still watching it remotely during the pandemic. So we finished the last season, like with us on the phone, watching it respectively in our homes. Um, And, you know, just that experience throughout now going from season one to 15, it's, it's been quite a journey really. Um, But talking about sort of what the story has become like first season it was it was important because I don't like horror either. I got into it because they were talking about stories and folklore and mythology, and they were bringing up sort of interesting things that you know I would I, I'm I'm curious about, but was terrified to watch alone anyway. So um, having my sister there helped. Uh, on top of that, it was. The world and like the relationship with the brothers and then their father I- included in that was very um, appealing. You know, it was it, it, it's a story about being family and being human and being people um, and, and what that means. So I think from the get go, uh, it was interesting. And then they started to expand it. Season two definitely did that. Like it brought a bigger piece of the story in, kind of opened up the world a bit more as well, so it wasn't just monsters of the week, which were really cool and awesome, but there was so much more happening as well, sort of in the grander scheme of things.
0: But you didn't have this season on your list, right?
4: I did not, because again, it was one of those struggle
0: things. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair. <laughs> so what also- is it was yeah, also ahead. a
1: very bad haircut season for Sam, so that's probably. <laughs> oh my God. You know what? I he went through a lot of a lot of troubles and struggles with his hair until they finally found a look that didn't look stupid. <laughs> do,
4: you, do you know what? You go back to season one and compare, like even season eight, Sam and Dean, and you're gonna laugh because it's <laughs> they were so baby faced. It, it's yes. ridiculous.
3: Yeah. yeah. In the second to last episode. Of season 15 they do that montage Mm -hmm. oh Oh. my god they were they were so little
2: (laughs) all right well we should keep moving so sonali what's your number four
4: okay so uh i have season
3: 11 at number four i have it at number
2: three well spoiler alert but okay (laughs) so we will hold off on it stella do you have it no okay what's your number four
1: My number four is season six.
2: Does anyone else have season six?
1: I do not. Ooh, an unpopular one.
4: Excellent.
2: (laughs) Not unpopular, just less (laughs) popular than some others.
4: Just pulled my hair out trying to figure out if I should put it on the list or not. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I started out watching season four, and season four is fantastic. And then season five is, like, the pinnacle of Supernatural. Uh, And then because I was watching it live on TV, season six was like so highly anticipated for me that even if it's not the greatest season ever, just that time that I had to wait, you know, all summer for the show to come back gave season six that extra little push. So season six basically completely deals with the fallout of season five. Um, It's all about, you know, Sam is pulled out of hell Um, but he comes back without his soul and basically what the ramifications of that are and how everyone, pretty much everyone in the show is just struggling to get his soul back into his body and Sam doesn't necessarily want it back. So that's basically like the overarching theme of this whole season. Um, But I had, you know, some really good episodes, uh, some lighter hearted episodes, uh, even though... It was, you know, kind of a, a grimmer season with, you know, the the seasons go back and forth with Sam and Dean's relationship, like they're in and they're out and they're in and out and they hate each other and they love each other. Uh, so this was definitely more of like a they're not friends kind of season, but it uh, still managed to, you know, shove in some laughs. So my, my standout episodes for this one were The French Mistake. Uh, That's the
3: best episode.
1: Such a good episode where uh, Sam and Dean are sent to, like, an alternate universe where they're the stars of a show called Supernatural. Um, so they're basically just they're real-life selves uh, and it's just, like, the confusion that comes with it. And uh, Castiel appears as an actor named Misha Collins who just loves tweeting stuff. But, of course, like, you know, the violence follows them in and it, you know, becomes a whole thing. But it's a very funny episode, a great, like, meta episode.
3: They make fun of their own names. Yeah. They said, who's going to believe two actors named D <laughs> named Jared Adelanke? Who the hell is
1: that? <laughs> like meta episodes are something The Supernatural does so well. And you know, they're cheesy, but like so lovably cheesy.
2: But, it, and it really carried through. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. The, the dominoes set that that started.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, There's, they're all good. All the meta episodes are fantastic. I have nothing bad to say about any of them. They did a good job.
2: I, like, I don't know if we would have gotten to the the novelizations of them and the, <laughs> the r- reveal that the writer of those was God and all that stuff without the these first steps.
1: Well, this one actually comes uh, after those.
2: Well, whatever. Ones. I was in the <laughs> ballpark. You're in the
4: ballpark <laughs> for sure. I appreciate mm. the effort. Thank you. <laughs> and I have to say, it was a major feat trying to come off the arc that Eric Kripke, the creator of the series, mm-hmm. had actually set out. Because um, season five was the end of sort of his um, era. Um, and if you actually look, like there were other showrunners who had um, other um, sections of the, the show that they've mm-hmm. done, a um, number of seasons um, each. Um, and in terms of like how do you come uh, off from something as epic as the apocalypse uh, from season five Um, and then where do you take that so it was gutsy and it was interesting that that they did that yeah season
1: five I think was like I think we thought or for a little bit we thought that it would be the last season and it had that kind of last season there will be no more vibe and just to come back from that with season six I was just so thrilled that you know it wasn't over so I would have always given it it
3: was a cliffhanger ending
1: Mm -hmm. which they do so well
3: and
4: I'm actually curious if that was part of it basically um it was you 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 know everything's kind of settling down and Dean's figured out he has to move on get get Mm -hmm. sort of a a regularish kind of life for himself and then it pans out and you see like Sam standing there and you're like what the heck (laughs) so it's like was that meant to be or is that just something that you know they actually we're going to talk about
3: that though for five right yeah oh god yes okay
1: Yes, I'm sure we all have season five on our list. Yeah. That is a given. I would not doubt that for a second.
2: All right, so let's uh, get to the top of the rotation again. Zinni, what's your number three?
3: 11. Ah, uh, yes. All right, so I guess we're talking 11. 11. Okay. See, I really liked season 11. Um, it's, it was almost like a standalone season, frankly. What happens at the end of season 10 is. Um, Dean had been had been marked with the mark of Cain and when they were finally which made him a murderous villain and when they were finally able to get the mark of Cain off of him and release him it released the darkness which is the most um, ageless most powerful adversary they had ever ever had to face and the entire season 11 is trying to Um, kill the darkness who is actually we find out um, Amara who is God's sister God when he created the earth Amara didn't like the fact that he was doing this and so he had her locked up he had her sealed away and she has now been released and she's not happy and she wants to cause chaos on the earth until she can get God's attention because God has disappeared and nobody knows where he is So for this season, Castiel is trying to find God to get his help, and the boys are trying desperately to um, figure out how to get rid of darkness, even getting in league with Lucifer, because Lucifer was the one who helped God seal her away in uh, in the beginning. But it really does look like it's going to be the end of the world right up until the very end. What I loved about this season, other than the fact that it was really, again, talking about the issues of family, because really it was like the sibling rivalry here. But it was also certain episodes that were written so brilliantly where um, God has finally decided that he's done and he's going to surrender to Amara and and just let her destroy the world. And he writes his biography, and he starts talking to his one of his angels who had acted as his scribe metatron and he gives him his biography to read and metatron realizes it's his suicide note basically it's his goodbye note and they get into this incredible philosophical discussion about god what have, you know what have you done you made the earth it was great what's wrong with you why are you doing this and it was just so well written and I mean you know, i'm fascinated i could watch that scene it's a very long scene between god and metatron talking about creation and and what god has done and who god is and uh, we also find out that that this is when we find out for sure that chuck um has been writing the boy's story and this is also the season where the boys find out that chuck is god and i just i actually teared up during that scene <laughs> where first of all it's at the end of one episode and then it goes through to the next episode but dean has an amulet that he was always told would signal him if he was ever in God's presence. And at the end of a, one of the regular episodes where they've saved the town kind of thing, it's actually God has saved the town. And they're walking around trying to figure out what happened and they see Chuck. And then they see the amulet light up and they realize that Chuck is God. And then in the next episode, Sam is sort of stuttering and, oh, my God, and you worship and, oh, my God. And Dean is angry. And Dean starts talking to God, saying, like, where the hell have you been through the through all of the wars and the famines? And you watched and you did nothing. And it was like, yeah, I want to be able to bump into God and sit down and talk to him like this. Like, it, it was just, I love those episodes. I have rewatched those episodes many, many times. There was also lighter parts of the um, season. Again, they're really into the humor. Hmm. Where for God, God actually has a cat blog which means a lot to me. (laughs) And at one point he uses a burning bush to talk to the guys. Um, Pretty classic. And and they also, they get Rowena. Uh, Rowena is a very powerful witch and I love her character. And I also love Crowley who on and off is the king of hell, but they recruit both Rowena and Crowley to try to help them defeat the darkness. And Crowley turns out to be Rowena's son. And they do not get along. And my, one of my favorite lines where she's forced to work with Crowley again. And she just looks at him and she says, you know, it's not easy being a parent. Knowing when to hug your children. Knowing when to kill them. <laughs> I just, It's those kind of little throwaway lines that I love. And season 11 also does an entire episode from the viewpoint of the car. <laughs> okay. I, I hope you, you know, you know about how the car is an important character in this show.
4: Car's name is Baby just
3: (laughs) and this entire episode is done from the point of view of the car and i thought that was just so brilliant and it was so original the and one of the last things i wanted to say is i if this is when i also started to get very uncomfortable with how they were portraying god and i'm not i'm not a religious person at all but he starts to come you start to see the pettiness and the spitefulness and this is not how you want to see god revealed When he's having that conversation with Dean and he's saying, look, uh," you know, and he's trying to explain why the world is the way it is. And you kind of go, yeah, okay, I can understand that. And then you start to realize, yeah, no, he's just a dick.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't want to get into an extended Bible discussion in this podcast, this comedy entertainment (laughs) podcast. But a lot of those stories from the Bible, especially Old Testament stuff, he doesn't come across as an emotionally healthy character but so we, we
3: wanted to be I think the actually episode has that. to be yeah <laughs>
4: next episode gods? has to be top five bible stories for sure yeah. no God okay, actually well. addresses it in, in that scene where, where Dean's angry and he says yeah sure I tried to be hands on I tried to punish and do all that and it only made things worse and then Dean's saying but right abandoning it didn't help either right so I mean it is and so that's it like it's supposed to be a horror show, it's supposed to be a drama show, but there are definitely points where it's much more poignant and it looks at um, issues and concerns in in its own perspective, but it does go into them and and review them and kind of makes you sit and think a little bit. It it is um, an interesting blend of different genres and, and philosophy. There are a lot of very
1: excellent, teary-eyed Dean speeches that will definitely get you there.
4: And heartfelt Sam conversations. Sure.
0: (laughs) They're coming from someone not as invested in the show. I can tell you there is a lot of smoldering looks from brother to brother across the front of that car. That seems to take up a large percentage of each episode.
1: Yes, not that is the why the, the Wincest movement exists.
0: Right, right. Okay.
4: <laughs> That's it's not anyway. I'm not <laughs> I'm I'm a high like a strong proponent of like that familial, brotherly um love and hate and relationship because it's family. It's crazy. You you wanna kill your brother but you love them too and or your sister or you know like the The relationship is is what makes it and has made it throughout the entire series.
1: Especially after your brother dies a few times and comes back, you know, it just, it gets stronger every time, I think.
4: Like in one episode, he must have died like a hundred times.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was trying to figure out who died the most. And I I think (laughs) I definitely have the answer.
2: Okay, so let's, uh, let's move on to Sonali's number three.
4: Okay, so my number 3 is season 8.
2: Anyone have 8 on their cards?
4: Not on my list. Nope. Nobody has. All eight. Right. Okay. All right. So season 8 um goes in after the Leviathans. So from season 7. Um and I always remember season 8 being uh, something I have in the back of my mind. Um season seven expands the leviathans that brings into this like mythology and then from that again we have that uh, fracturing of the brothers where dean ends up in purgatory um, and sam's kind of you know left on earth and it's also about redemption a lot because castiel has caused all these issues and he's kind of stuck in Purgatory as well, and and what that journey is. Dean, who is a very um, no-nonsense, black and white, monsters bad, hunters and humans good kind of person, ends up befriending a vampire. Um, and throughout the season, you kind of see um, the relationship between him and Benny the vampire that he ends up actually bringing back to Earth with him, complicated magic spell thing that helps him do that um and then it's again about that fracturing of the brothers relationship where sam's like every time i've been saying things like oh you know we can give these creatures a chance like some of the um creatures in the past that have they've come across who've said you know what we don't feed on humans or and we're not you know killing humans but dean has a very hard line um it is a it's it's a um, uh, introspective on you know how somebody changes what experiences uh, affect you and and how you can change your mind about what you thought was right when it was may not have been and and what you thought was wrong is probably okay. Um, then over the course as well we have um, sort of what their life has always been. Um, as written by God, I guess, as well, in terms of whether they should spend their life hunting and what they want as a normal life. They both have their version of a normal life. Um, Sam had always wanted to go to school and um, sort of do good in that way. And and Dean was always about the hunting life because he followed their father, John Winchester, in in his footsteps. And for him, that was ideal. But to some degree, Dean also wants more. Um, So... There was a lot of that. And then they actually end up um, coming face to face with their grandfather. And this would be the first season where they bring in the men of letters, which is essentially a a secret society that um, very intellectually works to uh, defeat monsters and contain them and and protect the world. Um, They find out that uh, they're, Paternal side, so John Winchester side was uh, their grandfather was part of the society, and they are in fact uh, legacies, uh, as in um, you know they would have been proteges and they would have joined this uh, society uh, when they would have come of age and learned to to protect the world anyway. Uh, a lot of that's also the destiny and fate question that is very important for the show um, that comes up a lot in many different ways and repeatedly. But they get the bunker uh, in this season, which is becomes their home, their safe place, which they haven't had up until season eight. So um, it's basically a cache of all the sort of repository and knowledge and um, items and things um, that the men of letters were able to gather. So for them to have some place that they can call home and and kind of feel comfortable, it was a very touching thing to to see and to feel from them. Um, And again, as always- That's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I and mean, I mean that's it, right? Like I did the a deep dive. I, I that's what I get from them. So from from this season um alone. Um and of course there's a lot of other things happening and you know, angels and demons and we all meet that. Kevin,
3: who I, Kevin Tran, who I love.
4: Yes. As yeah, as one of the prophets. So so there, <laughs> there's a lot of I, I, honestly, my notes basically just have so much that I, I'm skipping some things right now, to be honest. <laughs> so thank
3: you. Oh, don't forget Amanda Tapping, is, it, it guest stars. Right,
4: yeah, no, I wanted to bring that up too, but I was like, is that really? Anyway, as, as Naomi and Angel. And it was, it, again, it's that thing the, the show does where there's so many sort of actors and then the characters that they make that come back sort of over time now and then. And it's always good to kind of see that as well.
2: Okay, so are we ready to hear Stella's number three?
4: My
1: number three is very fittingly season three.
2: Okay. Anyone? uh, So Zinni already said three. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sonali, do you have three on your list? I do not. Okay, let's do three.
1: Okay, so I'll I'll go ahead. My season three synopsis is going to sound an awful lot like season six, which, (laughs) uh, I mean, they do repeat things a little bit but you know in slightly different ways so at the end of season two um, Sam dies and then Dean makes a deal with a crossroads demon to bring Sam back but then he only has one year to live so in season three it's basically all about Sam trying to find a way to save Dean's life and Dean kind of like coming to terms with He's probably going to die, but he's okay with it because, you know, he did it for Sam. So this one, it's a good season. Like, it sounds similar, but it has some really, really good episodes. Uh, Some of my, like, absolute favorite Supernatural episodes, um, like Bad Day at Black Rock, which is so funny. Um, In this one, they find this basically, like, cursed rabbit's foot, which, like, while you have it, gives you really really fantastically good luck. But like it will inevitably like get stolen from you or taken from you because it's just the nature of this cursed object and when it's lost then you have just endless bad luck. So Sam gets it at the beginning. He doesn't even know what it is really, but his luck just starts to turn like stupidly fortunate things happen to him like the two bad guys that they're fighting basically just knock themselves out he's you know finding things he's like winning things um but then it's stolen by this new character that's only in season three and who i loved who's named bella and she's just basically a thief of magical objects and she's played by lauren cohen who's also maggie from the walking dead and it's just it really sets up her but it's also just such a funny episode. It's like a, a laugh out loud kind of episode and not at all a serious kind of episode. So that one's very good. And then the other one that I absolutely love is one that we referenced a little earlier. It's called Mystery Spot, which is another episode that starts out funny, but then it gets really, really sad. Um, so the Sam gets into this Time loop basically, where he's living the same day over and over again. And in that day, Dean keeps dying. And every day, Sam wakes up and tries to do things a little differently to prevent Dean from dying. And you know, in the beginning, it's kind of funny the way Dean dies. Like, he dies in very absurd ways. Like, he electrocutes himself uh, with his own razor. He dies from eating a taco. He, like, gets crushed by a desk. Um, It's a
0: final destination going on, it seems like.
1: Yeah, but then it ends up getting so dark because it happens so many times, and it's like months later, and Sam is just like, basically like losing his grip on his mind because he cannot save Dean's life. And I I just really love that juxtaposition where you're like laughing, and then you're just uncomfortable. It's
3: funny, I have a whole bunch of other points that you didn't cover at all over the the same season. (laughs) Please join me. Well, so first of all, um, Katie Cassidy comes on as uh, Ruby. And I really like Katie Cassidy. So she's a, a, um, a demon who we think is on the boy's side. And we find out much later on that she's really not. We also get Bobby's origin story, which is so heartbreaking. Yes. We, yes. Find, we find out that he had to kill his own wife because she was possessed by a demon. And I mean, that was just awful. Um, we also we also uh, meet Lilith. Lilith is like the head demon and she's the one who holds Dean's contract and she is ultimately creepy.
1: She is she is really
3: creepy. She's so creepy. And what's interesting is in the end she can't she kills Dean she she gets Dean in the end but she can't kill Sam and she runs away and we're left wondering why can't she kill Sam? What's with Sam? And Dean's death, she doesn't just kill him. This was horrific. Mm-hmm. She calls Hellhound to have him mauled to death in front of Sam. I mean, it was just heartbreaking. It was so bad. But then on the other hand, there's also some really funny episodes. There's You didn't mention bedtime stories. Yes. Where all the fairy tale characters we know and love are killers. And ghost facers. But my best one was A Very Supernatural Christmas. Oh, yeah. Because that's where they have a killer Santa who pulls people up through the chimney. Yeah, I feel the, like
1: they really sorry, leaned on the, the comedy in this season.
3: Yeah, and they, they, Sam and Dean kill the evil people with branches from the Christmas tree. I mean, it's just perfect. On on the other hand, you tear up at the end because there's a flashback to where the boys have been on their own without their dad. They're very young. He'd gone on a hunt and it was Christmas and Dean was trying desperately to make a Christmas for Sam. But, you know, he went to the gas station and stole, like, trinkets so he would have gifts. It was just, it was heartbreaking. So It was a great mix. Oh, and guest star in that season also, another from Buffy, uh, Mercedes McNabb, who was on Buffy and Angel, is on this season as well. Cool.
2: Okay, why don't we go to Zinnies number two. Zinni's number two is season four. Who else has four?
3: I have uh, four I, at number two as well.
4: I have it higher.
3: <laughs> oh. oh no. wait, wait.
2: Yeah. Okay. So Sonali, what's yours?
4: My number two is season
3: five. Yeah, I have that one higher. <laughs> and yeah, we have Yeah, so obviously we...
0: It looks like we've identified the winners.
3: Yeah, <laughs> we've, we've just got
4: them reversed. Yeah, I noticed the Dean girls have uh, the season 5 up there. I you know it. I've got it a little bit lower, but alright, how are we doing this?
2: Why don't we start with 4 and then go to 5? Let's do chronological order.
1: Okay.
4: Chronological. Okay. So um, season 4, I, I'm just going to get the ball rolling. So, Since we just mm-hmm. talked about 3 as well, um, just going from first, second, third to fourth season. So at the end of three, Dean dies. And then at the start of four, you have Dean coming back um, and he has no idea how he's come back from hell because he knows he was in hell. Um, And he, you know, has a teary-eyed reunion uh, with Bobby and Sam where they both try to kill him because (laughs) they think he's some sort of supernatural evil creature, obviously. Um, And it's the start of the... Angels and, and demons um, sort of overarching arc that we get, and, and we're introduced to Castiel's character for the first time in a, this season, uh, which was supposed to be sort of a guest spot, but he became so popular they had they I mean he ended the show with them. He he Castiel was with them till the end. Um there's also again a lot of destiny and fate, like what the the brothers are and what they're meant to be. They go back in time, they uh, meet their parents younger selves, and they realize like. It, was, it, it has been set up. Like Mary Winchester was a hunter. Uh, they never knew because she had died when uh, they were both younger. They had no idea that they had sort of that legacy from the, the hunting side as well, from one side, the other side of the family, in fact. Um, and they realized that the horrors they had, their parents had to actually go through, even at a young age uh, where Mary had to barter for John's life. Um, so that could be together and and have a family Um, sam goes down a deep dark path um with his abilities he's always felt sort of separated since the the whole um effect from the Zazel's plan came into uh, play and he's drinking demon blood and exercising demons without needing um, any of the spells or, or the incantations they use to Um, kill them uh, and send them back to hell. Uh, And just in terms of like interesting episodes, you've got Yellow Fever, which is one of the the best um, sort of standalone episodes out there just like mystery spot we have got the dean scream the dean scream yes and (laughs) and,
3: not a scream it's a squeal
4: (laughs) like dean genuinely like his speech in that episode it's like we do crazy things like who does this whose lives are like this um so there's a lot of sort of uh reflection on on what what they do and who they are and and why they should continue doing things like that um, dean is avoiding what he went through in hell cuz he remembers it um, and eventually like he he breaks down when he talks to sam about it and it, it is one of those speeches where you know you're you're it's kind of hard to listen to because he has suffered something that no one else can really understand cuz chances are no one's come back from hell from from that point and it's the first time, of course, we meet Chuck, not knowing that he is God and, and the uh, supernatural books and the story that is their lives. And with the angels and demons, it becomes clear that, you know, they're going down a, a path, like a, a faded path. There are bigger things happening. The angels are invested. And at the end of that season is when hell literally breaks loose. They've Sam is tricked basically into killing Lilith. Um, and that releases Lucifer from his cage. It uh, Season
1: four is where I randomly started watching this on TV, and I had absolutely no idea what was going on, but I caught the uh, season finale, and it just, like, hooked me. So season four will always be very special for me. Um, that Castiel reveal in the first episode is fantastic, and by the time it gets, you know to the first Chuck episode with the Supernatural books. I was like, never going to stop watching this show. The covers, the covers of those books are so funny. If you haven't seen them, Google them. You're not going to care, but Google them anyway. But they're like these terrible, cheesy, like Fabio-esque romance uh, covers. Uh, and they're, they're so funny. And the fact that Sam and Dean uh, keep getting called cosplayers, um, by the books fans is just it's just very good
3: there's there's a, we also meet a lot of um, or we learn a lot of things too um, we Mitch Pelleggi again a guest star who plays their grandfather who I really like um, we also meet Adam who is their half brother who had a normal upbringing and wasn't involved in hunting and he plays an important part later on the, the, the story with Sam and the demon blood, I always saw it as a story of addiction. Yeah. And I really yeah. thought they were writing about addiction because he becomes totally addicted to the demon blood. And when Dean is trying to break him up a habit, I mean, he gets the shakes and he, he starts suffering from withdrawal. And this battle leads to an incredible falling out between the brothers. So I thought that was a really well done story. Also, it, it total, this season totally emphasized how sick the writers are. I mean, Lilith <laughs> likes to eat babies. They steal babies from nurseries to, that she can eat. And Azazel massacres a whole bunch of nuns at a convent. Because,
2: Look, I mean, everyone's got to have, stuff. Gotta have <laughs> hobbies.
3: <You write laughs> stuff like this. And then the worst part was Ruby's betrayal, where Ruby had been worked. Sam thought Ruby was helping him. To defeat um, uh, and the Lilith, and instead, she was actually all the whole time for the last couple of seasons has been working towards helping Lucifer escape from Hell. So that was like, oh! And then my one of my top five episodes is Monster Movie. Yes black yes. and
4: white episode. The black
3: and white they take all the B horror movies and these guys are wandering into like the old Dracula and Frankenstein. I mean, it's hilarious. That's one of the best episodes ever.
1: They also have an episode where Dean is a gym teacher and he wears really short shorts. Short, and shorts. I like that episode. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. For unrelated reasons, obviously.
3: Right.
2: Okay, well should we should we jump to season 5 now?
3: I guess so. I think yep. that's where we're at. <laughs>
2: Who wants to take feel, the lead? I
3: feel like we should be playing "Carry On, My Wayward Son." Yeah, well, that's yeah, that song became my ringtone for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it with Kansas? Because Kansas is the sings that, and Kansas is where the finale takes place.
2: Well, I imagine that the the finale thing is a nod to the band. Uh, but other than that, I bet it was just like a cool song to play, and that yeah, was. That's-
3: <laughs> Should I start then? Sure. Yeah. Okay, so the fifth season, like we've said before, just wraps up the entire first five. Se- like it, it could be just one long season. Basically, it was really hard to actually pull it apart because it goes right back to the beginning. We've got Azazel again, who's who's back, and it turns out his original plan has actually been more complex than we thought, and he is. I mean, and it has led to the escape of Lucifer. So um, um, there's one episode where it had stayed in my memory to where I had actually a bad dream about it because it was so heartbreaking. It was the deaths of Joe and Ellen, their friends who had to sacrifice themselves to help Sam and Dean get Lucifer. And it's just horrible because they know, they know they're going to die and they say goodbye. And it's just, I just found that to be, that was just the hardest thing to watch. But it gets very convoluted. I don't want to get into the actual uh, storyline <laughs> because I could sit here and talk about it. For I mean, it gets very convoluted, but they're basically trying to, they were meant to become vessels for the arching, archangel Michael and Lucifer to have one final battle. And this was the plan from season one. And through various means, they Sam becomes possessed by um, Lucifer. And he ends up grabbing uh, Michael and they throw themselves. He throws them into the pits of hell to be locked in a cage forever to save the world. And so he sacrifices himself. And throughout the battle between Michael and Lucifer, they seem to parallel it between Dean and Sam's relationship because Michael and Lucifer are also brothers. So we see a kind of a parallel there. We also meet Crowley, who's one of my favorite characters, the yes. King of Hell. We also get a really good look at how heaven works. The, the guys in one episode get killed by angry hunters who are pissed off that they keep doing all of this stuff and getting, uh, you know, rallying up the, mouth of the monsters. And so they go to heaven and get kind of like a tour <laughs> Other than being tortured by one of the angels. <laughs> um, but it's it's like they, they find out how it works and what it's like. And it was just kind of fascinating to watch. But we also learned that angels are bad guys. Like, you we, we always think angels are the good ones. But angels can be just as bad as demons. Well, they also um, punch a hole in Bobby again. Because now he finds out his dead wife's a zombie. And yet has to be killed again. So that sucked. <laughs> um, and oh, and Paris Hilton is a guest star. Yes. and the, one of the uh, best episodes <laughs> True also <standout>. change, <laughs> changing channels. Yes, my favorite, where they get trapped in a uh, in TV shows. And- They're playing doctors on a medical drama. They just get by the. They just keep constantly moving TV shows. So there was some humor, but it was intense writing. It was intense storytelling. It was so convoluted, yet it all tied together and made absolutely perfect sense if you have watched the whole Mm -hmm. thing and it was heartbreaking
4: the the parallels and like talking about changing channels like yeah it's a funny episode but ultimately it there was a deeper meaning with it because gabriel the archangel comes to them and basically is convincing them like this is what they're supposed to be doing they are supposed to be the Uh, as above so below so they are the reflections um, of Michael and and Lucifer and from the Winchester Brothers perspective it's like well hell no we aren't like we've been doing things that are good angels suck you guys haven't really been great to anybody including each other Um, the the family team continues because you've got uh, so much r- rivalry between the different archangels and angels that are, um, you know, trying to do the right thing or, or they think they're trying to do the right thing, but really it's just um, a lot of um, conflict and, and disruption. Um, there's also um, a lot of, you uh, talk about so adam i think they end up using him because dean has has declined to uh, has managed to escape being michael's vessel uh which would have been the the showdown so you know they they have a lost brother that is then lost to them and it just sort of spirals into that uh out of
3: control really and he'd never been involved in any of this his whole life he'd managed to live his whole life without getting sucked into this Winchester drama and now this is how he ends up
4: yeah the tragedy of it um yeah. you know and this like this is what they're fated for they're just kind of pawns and they're just tools and
3: they say no. Oh, it was
4: also sorry it was also a
3: meme because then he's never mentioned again for like seasons yeah seasons. everybody's <laughs> like what the hell where's Adam why aren't you worried about Adam he's in a cage with Lucifer
1: they truly didn't care.
3: That's right.
1: <laughs> Adam who? <laughs> they also had so many good, like, comedic starts for this uh, this season. Though it is, like, a very serious, epic season. It had so much funny stuff. It had the start of, like, the beloved Castiel and Dean relationship, I think, where Sam drops out of hunting and uh, Castiel becomes Dean's, like, Partner, but he's just so bad at pretending to be an FBI agent, he's so wooden and just like doesn't know what's going on. He's I, I almost like really that. <laughs> and Changing channels was amazing, but you guys did not mention that it was sitcoms and Dr. Sexy MD, <laughs> but also Sam starring in a genital herpes commercial. Oh, so I <laughs> thought that was really good. Uh, it had a supernatural convention, and the season featured the best kiss. Of the whole series of Supernatural, which was the Bobby and Crowley kiss, I think. <laughs> that was my number one kiss. Uh, and that Polaroid is is classic.
3: Strangely enough, there was not a lot of romance in 15 seasons.
1: Bobby and Crowley is the couple that I really believed in. <laughs>
3: well, the fandom wanted Castiel and Dean.
1: Yeah. That was a good one. I mean, one as well.
3: I, we're going to just.
4: You can't mass effect this.
3: <laughs> I mean, demonstrably,
0: you can and have. So okay. if you okay. wanted to you know, append I, some quick notes.
4: I find, no, like, again, for me, supernatural is a very sacred thing to me. Um, it, there's so much more to it for me in terms of philosophy and perspective and... and You know, just a a general sense of trying to do the right thing, being the best you can be and taking the hits as they come and and,
3: self-sacrifice.
4: Yeah. And then, you know, relying on the support of your friends and family who you may hate sometimes and love the rest of the time. But that's what it is. It's life. It's living. It's joy and sorrow. It's dying and coming back a lot. Many times. You know, it's there. There is. It deals with a lot of things in a very different, well, in in a different way, um, just with its own perspective, its own sort of path that it takes.
1: Yeah, and Um, it's a a strong one because, I mean, centering the whole show around Sam and Dean and their brotherly bond is honestly, it's smart because they have conflicts uh, and, you know, they have times where they're quote unquote broken up. But it's not centered around a romantic couple. So you don't have to keep, you know, kind of having to refresh that. They're brothers. They love each other no matter what. And I think that's what really helped it get through 15 seasons. Like, people were very, you know... Invested. invested in that relationship and and they they kept it going and you could you could see why they loved each other and relied on each other but it didn't have to be you know like a romantic love i thought that that was kind of refreshing because most shows have you know a romantic core to them which supernatural just really doesn't have like they have relationships on and off with people and people do in the background but it's never the focus and it never ends well
3: exactly
4: and it's not they perfect. Went, it's, they know it. Yeah. And it hasn't been perfect over 15 seasons. There sure. were ups and downs. There are definitely some seasons where I was like, I'm not really interested in the story. There may have been one-off uh, episodes that were interesting because, again, it was the lore, it was the stories, it's it's yeah. um, uh, legends and you know just interesting little things that that make up life um yeah. a lot of times like there were characters like we were saying Adam like they did eventually bring <laughs> him back at the end and even then you know there it was definitely it was sensible the way i think that character went um yeah. in terms of um you know michael being still the dutiful son to god and trying to help god kind of destroy the world and such um they definitely left storylines and plots hanging cuz I definitely wanted to know more about, you know, Bella. What happened to her? Like, we know she went to hell. Maybe she turned to a demon. It would have been awesome, I think, if they brought Bella back um, as a demon character later on because we know hell actually um, runs at a different pace. Like, yeah, uh, a few days is, like, years and decades they, there.
1: They didn't so, even need to get Lauren Cohen because of all the rubies and megs that they right. had recast. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but just, just that would have gotten been... anyone that would have been one of the things.
3: sometimes they just the deaths were meaningless I mean when Rowena died it was it was it was a good death she sacrificed like she knew what what she was doing she knew why she was doing it she picked chose to do it and she died but for people like I was really pissed off about Charlie
4: yes yeah Charlie deserved
3: better way better There were too many of those.
4: And I think it comes down to that too, though, right? Like Rowena was a very interesting character that was um, introduced much later in the uh, series. Um, But they built her and then they used her in a certain way. They brought back Mary Winchester. And and for me, it was one of the, the weaker moments too, because trying to have the show, her relationship with her sons now, like the way they would have, they definitely showed more about her and Dean in season 12, but even then it was pretty um, sparse uh, just in terms of, you know, how she interacts with them and and who they are. Um, A lot of times, like, you know, she ended up becoming like their absent father had been um, Mm -hmm. as a hunter. So um, I would have liked to have seen sort of more of that struggle with, them having their mother back and her trying to
3: Sam wouldn't have any memory of her at all he was an infant
4: yeah well yeah and they implied it at some point it was something more similar to you know like having a little bit of that sense from when you're younger like just sort of a feeling admittedly it may have something to do with the demon blood as well but um, I feel like sometimes they did not develop some of the characters as much as they could have or or should have and that, I mean, that's you know, just a little nit uh, nitpick, I guess, from me personally as well. But um, overall, like, there's there's so much heart and there's so much story to to the show that I- I've been able to stick with. Well, it then, can we talk years. about the finale? Oh yes, yes,
3: <laughs> um, we should. Well, I I thought it ended. You, no, I understand it. Ha- it didn't end quite the way they wanted it to because of COVID. They couldn't bring back. They wanted to bring everybody back,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and they couldn't. So, but the basic storyline was the same, and I thought their deaths actually made perfect sense.
1: I thought it was very nice. Like I, I was kind of glad that it was separate from any of like the huge, epic, apocalyptic storylines. Like I know a lot of people had problems. With what happened, because it seemed meaningless, but but you know what, like I, I thought it I thought it was nice, like it had to end in some sort of way, and I was glad that they weren't dragged back into these like huge like world-ending events. It was like quieter. It gave them, you know, a, maybe like a little more peace and maybe a little more time to develop it, like it the sadness them. of it without having to be like, oh, like we now have to go do something else to like stop the world from ending.
3: But it made sense because God wasn't writing them anymore. Yeah. So it made sense that it should be just on a regular hunt because Mm -hmm. most people would die living that life. Yeah. (laughs) And Sam always wanted a normal life. And the fact that he got one was his reward
1: i cried a lot during this finale like a lot and i watched yeah. it at lunch uh and i definitely used a ton of tissues uh i had some laughs uh basically only at sam's old man wig because it was really really bad <laughs> but uh <laughs> otherwise it was it was quite lovely like I, I i also wish we could have seen more faces but uh but i get it I like, wish in the end
3: he married yeah and
1: yeah, a blurry faced lady in the background. Yeah.
3: Who was that? No, I
4: still <laughs> believe it was Eileen because Eileen is another hunter from the series that came it, in she later died. on. Um, she, they brought her back. You know, she didn't stay there. Oh,
3: oh, yeah. But they but, no, but she went away. She was a ghost. That's right. And he she brought. Went away. She, yeah, he
1: brought her back. Sam brought her back. Oh, again. I <laughs> don't know. His wife seemed very irrelevant because I she was just blurry faced and she wasn't <laughs> even there at the end. So like-
2: it's. It's because her wife is all the Sam girls out there, right? You can just project yeah. yourself <laughs> onto obviously. him.
3: It's it's right. in there. It could have there been you me, go. guys. It could have been me. You don't know. Also, I don't understand why the Impala in heaven has a different license plate than the Impala on Earth.
1: Because this was the like Impala's version. heaven as well, and that was the license plate the Impala <laughs> wanted. It's the license plate it always dreamed of for its afterlife, obviously.
3: I was very confused about that.
1: <laughs> I don't know, but they put, they put a lot of effort at zooming in on it, so I, I have to assume it meant something. It was like, K-A-Z, Kaz. SDO I don't I don't know Wait, So oh, did
0: the know? car have a soul or, or I don't <laughs> of course, I it see, yeah, obviously.
1: The, the
4: season five made a very big point that the reason that um anything went the way it did is because the car itself was a character, uh, a,
3: the toy soldier in the arm of the yeah, car like Yeah, like it,
4: it was the it was the connection uh, between the brothers that actually made it possible for Sam to remember and and like hold Lucifer long enough to throw himself and Michael into the cage again. Yes. The, the memories that the boys have had in that car with uh, uh, growing up, with being on the road with their dad, the um, many times that Dina's had to rebuild the car after it's been smashed, after it's been destroyed by monsters. Um, it it was there the threat that actually um, kept them together in some ways as well okay. connected right. them to their past as well as to their present. And it made me
3: very happy. <laughs> it Baby. made me very happy that Jensen Ackles was presented with the car. Yes, at the end of the show. Me too.
2: Okay, well, I guess that uh, takes us to the end. We we covered all the bases. Uh,
3: the question guess... is, do you guys
4: want to watch it now? <laughs>
0: i I mean, I don't want to end the show on that note, but yeah didn't uh the, like I've seen many episodes of the show now because it's been on in our house so often, but i've it it never really
3: i've
0: i hmm i'm I'm drowning in my own English.
3: choose your words carefully, <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. it's just like I can hear the knives coming out. I have trouble reconciling the tone shifts. Um, I feel like sometimes I I want it to be this cool monster show, but it's too silly. And sometimes I want it to be this silly fun adventure, but then it's going into this like angel hell war thing too seriously. Like I'm never comfortable with... It's never what I want it to be. And that's not a fault on its part. Lots of people love it. It just didn't sit right with me. It, like It's not what I'm looking for when I'm looking for magic and myths. And it's not what I'm looking for when I'm looking for comedy. It's sort of a mix of both. That just doesn't, It's just not for me.
4: It falls in a really unique place for it. it and does. I think that is part of the appeal of it as well.
3: And why it lasted um, so long
4: yeah and i mean like season one I've, i i can't even think about some of the episodes without getting like scared like yeah. creepy oh. children uh ghosts and things that go bump in the night they talk about like popular um urban dungeons like bloody mary and like their takes on those things and it's a really you know horrific at that point but then it also expands into this drama or into comedy or into um you know a poignant sort of philosophical um retrospective and it's it can do that it has done all those things and yeah it's hard for like you said like if, if you're not able to kind of reconcile it it's it's difficult but um I think because I've also gone through a lot um over the time that the show has been on I've been able to latch onto it at different points in my life when I'm feeling different things or I'm going through different things and it has always been helpful to me for that
1: I think that weirdness keeps it kind of fresher and less generic than a lot of shows and helps it to like build that really rabid fan base that so many shows are lacking but yeah there I mean there are issues it has a lot of filler episodes um it's, it's a long show with a lot of episodes and it's it's hard to dive into it, but, you know, for the it's right the, person, I think. The it's, heartwarming
3: uh, episodes, yeah. like the one where the, the high school is doing the Supernatural, the musical. Yeah. yeah. That was a I 200 mean, Come episodes. on, that was adorable. So cute. Yeah. I have
2: so an, I have an answer about the license plate.
3: Oh, Tell yeah, us. I
2: did some did some googling, and uh, apparently, in the first season, it was K A Z two Y five, which uh, apparently s- stands for Kansas two thousand five, which is where they're mm. from, and the season had started. And then at some point in season two, it switched, and it might be because they got arrested by the FBI, and the new <laughs> license plate is is like a, to to get, keep them off their tail. But it's never uh, made explicit. So uh, really, when it's in heaven, it goes back to its real name. It's, it's uh, you know, true okay, identity.
1: So, just like how Sam isn't an old man anymore. Right. Going back that- to his true age.
2: Yeah. We, and Bobby stayed, uh, did age, which, you know, whatever. Let's not look into that well, too he, deeply.
3: He was, age was when he started the show. <laughs> So we got kind of like. off
0: the uh off of the 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 cooldown but Graham what about you like you've you've seen more of this than I have right Yeah I mean I
2: I enjoyed it and and watched uh quite a few seasons uh, um but I think where it started to lose me was after so many of the deaths it just became hard to care about new characters cuz it seemed like I I can't get attached to this character since I know they're going to die shortly. Like, like Kevin is a big example of that. Like I was never able to care about him as much because there'd been every other recurring character had been killed. So as soon as he was introduced as a recurring character, I was like, well, there's a ticking clock on this guy. I know he's he's not going to make it.
3: They're all red shirts.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how many episodes they're, they're in, you know, they're going to be killed off. And I think they've got to
3: come back Three times, I think (laughs) Kevin came back in the finale God sent him to heaven Has he been in limbo uh,
2: It's still, it's like Th- that also takes away some of the, the impact of it. When, when the first three characters, main characters died, like when the, their dad died and when Bobby died, it was like big moments. And then it just felt like they were chasing that high. You know, they kept introducing characters for the boys to like, just to kill them and rip the boys hearts out again. And yes,
1: again, and again, yeah, a hundred percent agree.
2: And I don't know yeah. about them, but it certainly hardened my heart to these new characters.
1: It was also hard to know when a death is, was permanent. So, you know, you weren't sure like how much to mourn it. You're like, like in this in the season five finale, when they um, explode Castiel, I was like, Oh my God, this is you know, one of my favorite characters. What have they done?
3: But then he
4: comes back and you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs>
3: It's supernatural, and yeah. they did
4: explain it because God has set a reset yeah. on two of His favorite characters that He's written, and Castiel, who kind of surprised God, so God's like, "Okay, you get another chance as well." And you know, like uh, it's all in hindsight,
3: though, yeah,
1: it takes it takes some of the impact away after they die a few times and sure. come back. Though
3: you're just like, <laughs> oh, okay. They always look so weary. Have you noticed when yeah. they start after the 10th time they've come back it's like <laughs> they look like they're like, "Okay, again? Yeah, just
1: just let me die, Jesus."
4: But it's part of it. It's part of it. And yeah, it's not perfect, but it, a lot of it is is felt
3: sometimes. Well, because you again. become so attached. And you know, it's kind of like w- the way Worf suffers in Star Trek. It just never works out. <laughs>
0: Poor
3: Worf. Poor
1: Worf.
0: Okay, well, that uh, I guess I'm sort of the odd man out here, but uh, I mean, in in no way is that be denigrating the show. It just it's, this is super popular, and I have to imagine if you're still listening, you listen, you must have already seen it. But on the off chance this is just something playing in the background or something, um, Supernatural, fifteen seasons of it, comes highly recommended up here in Canada. At least it's streaming on Amazon Prime right now. I think. Yes. Yeah. And it's on the base Amazon Prime, which is rare. Because most of the time on Amazon Prime, you need to pay for 19 different subscriptions to get to whatever. But no, this one, just Amazon Prime. You can get it. So it's there to watch if you like Uh, all discs and everything for sale, of course. Um, In any case, uh, folks, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, that's uh, that's exactly the level of both passion and having properly flowcharted everyone's deaths, resurrections, transformations into demons, alternate universe clones, and uh, other things that Graham and I well, would yeah. not have been able to keep track of. So <laughs> so Stella, Zinni, Sonali, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.
3: Thanks, Thanks for having you. us.
0: While well, we are giving out thanks. Would be remiss not to mention Jamie Rium, the guy behind our theme song. Uh, Reum is spelled R-E-A-U-M-E. Uh, he's a local Toronto performer. Be sure to check him out. He does some pretty cool music geek stuff as well. Uh, you can find him at Jamie Reum Official or Jamie underscore Reum on YouTube and Instagram, respectively us uh, so that was our supernatural round table a um, lot of passionate fans of the show is there something you disagree with or is there a season that we should have talked more about that we didn't extra points to add or other things that really deserve to be mentioned um but like listen we we get lots of feedback from you folks and we love to adjust accordingly so if you've got something to say we want to hear it graham how can they get that to us Please email us at
2: geektop5 at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash geektop5. And we're on
0: Twitter at geektop5. 15 seasons of Supernatural. And I don't know what Padalecki is doing. I think this is right. But Jensen Ackles is going to be on The Boys soon, right? Yes. Yeah. Jared yep. Padalecki. Jared Padalecki is the new Walker Texas Ranger, which is uh, going uh,
2: into season two soon, I think.
0: There you go. So plenty of different ways to follow the boys, if you like. Um, Whichever you choose, it's more than enough to keep you busy until we do this again. Until then, I'm Jesse. I'm Graham. And this has been Geek Top 5. We'll talk to you again next week.